I, I was I was in space. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> How was it? Um, <laughs> what was it like? Humor. Yeah, what was it like? Tell us. Where did you go? Um, well, how many light years? Um, I usually just go to Sirius. Okay. What My co- favorite place is Orion. What color is it? That place purple? Uh, it's colorless. That's dope. Colorless. Oh, yeah. There's no need for color where I go. You are now in the zone with Taste Test Live. I'm excited. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. it. Testing one, two, one, two, one. Hey. Oh, yeah. What's jazzing? What's good? What's the Yes, it's time for Taste Test Live. I'm Damian Lamar, producer and host of Taste Test on WJCT 89.9 FM, Northeast Florida's NPR station. The radio show Taste Test is a one-hour, twice-weekly music program that airs on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. And we are back one more time in Studio One for some exclusive interviews, music news, laughs. And joining me yet again yes, are my two co-hosts, Mr. Blue Francois. You. A.K.A. Mr. Extraordinaire. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Oh my right gosh. Yeah, she should be Miss. And this is the lovely MJ Baker. Hello. So I'm Mr. Exquisite. You are Extraordinaire. Mr. Extraordinaire. And you are Miss. Want to come back to it? I'm going to come back to it. Mm. I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> you supposed to, you know, this is like a word you're supposed to already wear. You're supposed to already have it, like a shirt. Like you just go, your favorite shirt, you open up that. Miss that, Pheromone. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> right. Pheromone, pheromone, yeah, pheromones. pheromones. Yeah. So pheromones. For oh those of you who don't know, like out. we talk about pheromones, and there's two interviews where I interviewed MJ. I think it was three. Is it? No, what? it was two. It was, yeah. two. It was f- the pheromonious, the pheromonious funk, <laughs> the pheromonious <laughs> funk queen. I like it. She needs something more sexier though. Pheromonious funk. You know. uh Somebody, this guy told me um, a couple of weeks ago. He said, "He said I have a seductive strength." Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. called pheromones. I was like, "It's odorless." I'm like, open you know, to conversation like anytime. <laughs> I was What'd like, "What'd you say?" I'm open to conversation anytime. I had never had anybody say. It's a, I was like, "Seductive strength, really?" Mm-hmm. Hey, boo. For lack of a better word, pheromones. <laughs> They just creep all up in your cerebral cort- cortex, and they lay they lay flat on the medulla oblongata, <laughs> and they don't even realize what's happening, and until the eyes cross, and they all fixated on. Dang, she sound good. Oh goodness. Dang, oh, she goodness. smell good. I wonder what it must be like. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, uh, no. <laughs> So we're gonna we, before before we begin, Blue. Can you please take a quick moment and tell our our first time listeners what Taste Test Live podcast is all about? On Taste Test Live, you'll hear what we call music digestion sessions, where we discuss what's happening in the entertainment industry. Our weekly podcast also features exclusive artist interviews and music you'll probably 
you probably won't hear anywhere else. If you are interested or know someone who might want to promote an upcoming single, new album, concert, or just drop by to share your newest project, get in touch with us. You can do that by heading over to our website at tastetest.live. Head over to our contact page and complete the form to be a guest on the show. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, right now, we're going to jump to our first interview of the week. We are excited to join us yes. in Studio One, none other than Mr. James Mallet, a.k.a. J. Mel. J. Mal. Yeah, so it's James Mallet. And <laughs> so basically, it's just J-A-I, James, and M-A-L, Mallet, J. J. Mal. Mm-hmm. J-Mal. It's cool. Everybody's country, and they say it all kinds of ways. They <laughs> would say J. Mal. You're, you're so forgiving. Uh, yeah. You. you really are. Yeah. really are he is very I mean he's so he's, chill he's very yeah okay he's the most sensitive guy so let's let's let me I'm gonna read uh, guy. I'm gonna read his bio and then what we're gonna do Jay is we're gonna after I read your bio we'll invite you to participate in our segment called put this in your mouth oh Jesus yeah. <laughs> call him it's <laughs> not what you think <laughs> I'm saved yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. And everybody <laughs> fell out. <laughs> All right. So, J Mal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in the backwoods of Mississippi, James Mallet began his musical journey atop the aggravated chords of heavy and southern rock at a juvenile age. He spent most of his teens in Memphis, Tennessee, where he was classically trained in a wide range of musical disciplines. With his bluesy surroundings and the life experiences of not of many not his age, James vastly developed into an organic artist whose outlook on life seeped through his writings and voice. As a band member, James received vocal coaching from renowned industry vets who gladly took him under their wing simply because of his undeniably raw talent. James truly found his style. After a stint in the army, he came out of the service with the soul of, soul of Jimmy, that's uh, Jimi Hendrix for you guys who don't know. <laughs> and the style of Lenny Kravitz and the beats of 3-6 Mafia. James Mallet, now widely known as J. Mal, is a point in his career where it has all come together personally, professionally, and musically. Through the guidance of his mentors, whose years of experience has helped him turn his gift into a functioning business, James Mallet now has the ability to be a solo R&B star and a world-class guitarist and rocker and an industry beat maker with hits that won't stop. Welcome to Taste Test Live. Yeah. Woohoo! First time here. Oh yeah. Yes. Hopefully there'll be many. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to dive into a little bit more about you, but right now it's time to and I, <laughs> I want to put this in your mouth. Ooh. I- <laughs> My eyes are just <laughs> shut. That was my ver- rendition of Whitney Houston on our segment of Put This In Your Mouth. I love it. I love we will it. always put it. this in your mouth. <laughs> my God. My yeah, God we, is I It's so great because we haven't done this segment in a couple weeks. And it's, it, there's so much stuff going on. Blue, what, what, what's, what do we have on deck this week? Uh, first, let me... Uh, um, Real quick, um, hiphopdx.com um, said that Brandy and Monica will be 
performing, maybe going on a little mini tour, doing a show together, a uh, couple um, concerts together um, called Fem It Forward. And uh, they will be actually um, touring together just for like three or four cities. And um, so everybody was shocked. Everybody, they definitely uh, put their past behind them. I remember recently, I think uh, maybe last year, um, I think Brandy did something uh, real catty and was like, I just want to set the record straight. And she sung her song saying, I just want to let y'all know the boy is mine. And so, uh, so to follow back up, I think they did something where they had brought a bunch of women together like Carrie Hilson, Amory, Ashanti. Um, they brought them uh, together. Even Maya's going to be performing. They brought them together for like a little, you know, like they're going to be doing a concert and then they, they paired them up for three for three shows so that's going to be really cool to see Um, so that's going to be happening this summer Um, and also Coachella was a big hit over the weekend I mean so much happened and so just um, and some of my favorite entertainers that performed was Ariana Grande she brought out Justin Bieber who's you know he was on hiatus and he was in town and she asked him to come perform one of his newest songs and he did it and you know and we had just talked about that a couple weeks ago saying that he was done he was taking a break and um, and she um, you know asked him to come out. He did that as a favor, and so um, so that and then he did a really good. Childish Gambino put on an awesome show. He brought I mean he did a very good job. Um, some of the video clips that I did see, he really did those little corny dance moves on most of the songs that didn't fit. But hey, I enjoyed it. <laughs> most of the songs that didn't fit. <laughs> that didn't fit. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, of course, uh, Ella Mae did her thing. Janelle Monet, Diplo, Jaden Smith brought his dad out for a song. Um, Anderson Pack, and then of course Tierra Whack. Um, a lot of people said that she floored the crowd. Wow! Yeah, really. And you know, That's I mean, just girl. so just so people know, uh, this is like the new age hippie, you know, Woodstock. Yeah. But the only difference is, I think they said that. Uh, it was close to maybe 60,000, 70,000 people there. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, and Kanye huge. West had at least 50,000 at his Sunday service. Who? <laughs> Kanye West, your favorite artist. Who? Listen, we're not going to disrespect Kanye West up in here. Um, I'm, I'm not disrespecting. I'm going to shed light on... But so, you said he had a Sunday service? Yeah, he had a Sunday service. And... He, how can I put? But what this? does that mean? <sighs> well, but so he wait. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> on Sunday, he did the Sunday service. You about to be messy. Uh, let me just explain. Let me just explain <laughs> what I appreciated. I think that no matter how anybody feel about church and right. religion, mm-hmm. I think that what Kanye did was took the the spectacle out of it and and, and took the art form. And it's making money off of it. Oh, the same thing they do on Sunday anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Did he pass a collection plate? There he is. Well, well, no, they paid him millions of dollars to do that show, so uh, you don't yeah. need to. But So all y'all that got ministries and churches? What he does, he's, he, you know what? He, remixes, <laughs> he remixes secular music and gospel music. Um, DMX did the prayer. There's no preaching. There's no collection. They just enjoy like what he does is he he just in a genius way. You know you know he's a genius. He's a legendary musical genius. Oh really? He's a titan in the music industry. What? Yeah. And so what he does is he creates art 
with gospel music. Hmm. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, and I just want you to be honest with me. Damien, do you feel like this legendary musical genius who is one of the most talented musicians on earth, do you feel like he's making a mockery of gospel music? Well, I, I don't I don't have an opinion, but I want to read something that I thought was really interesting. What's that? By another person that's in the industry. About um, the GOAT? Kanye the GOAT? See, you know what? <laughs> so the Insecure Star, and this is I'm pulling this information from Ebony. I, I, I saw them, they shared this yesterday. Insecure Star writer and supervising producer Natasha Rothwell was extremely critical, like I used to be. Of Kanye, but she of, of his of his Easter Sunday set. Basically, she tweeted on on the twenty first of April. Yeah, no, I refuse, and in capital letters, to support a man who proudly supports a racist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic president whose policies endanger the very people who subsidize his career just because he's selling redemption dressed up in church clothes. And then she, I'll use the, the acronym GTFOH for those of you guys who know what that means. So that's how, you know, that's, there's, there's people that really don't like that. I don't have an opinion on the matter, though. I, MJ, do you give him credit for, for taking what, because uh, church is a, cult, is, is a cultural thing for right, uh, right. African-American communities. It's, it's not just religious anymore. It's more of a cultural thing. Like there's, you could, you know, there's like, you know, jokes and, you know, there's, you know, like the, 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 the black woman wearing the big hats and the, the pastor sweating and being in the pulpit asking for money. I mean, there's so many, you know what I'm saying, like jokes, you know what I'm saying? But for people to not give Kanye credit, like he's the GOAT. Well, I think for me, I see it in a different light. What light is this? Um, I just feel like God can use anybody. And he's not. He's not saving souls. No. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> so it's a different kind of no, ministry. No, no. I'm not saying that he's saving souls. I don't know that that's his. You know, I mean, my interpretation is is that I know that he is very. You know, he's a free thinker in the sense of. Um, I, I think that he wants to he wants to offer people an alternative in worship. And so without the sermon I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean No with, wait. <laughs> without I'm the done. building, without the Oh, it's a church without walls. I'm not not even church. I just feel like he I feel like he wants to offer people outside of Coachella, you know, because he But it was at Coachella. Doing, right, but he's been doing this I just feel like the point of what he's doing is to offer people an alternative to just say, hey, if you want to be inspired and you want to feel good and you want to connect with God in a different way, just come and enjoy some really great music. And I mean, my thing is, hey, if God if God can use a donkey and a burning bush, he can use a Kanye West. So I I have no like bad thoughts on it. I say I don't either. I say go for it if you know if if that's how you're being led to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What what else we got? Yeah, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving. Um, um, I haven't had the privilege of hearing. I only heard two songs. Oh, but Beyonce please. dropped what? 
Okay, I'm sorry. You Would said you, Beyonce. I'm sorry. Beyonce. You're just a hater today. No, no, I'm not hating on Beyonce. Okay. I have uh, I have amazing respect for, for her. Beyonce dropped her album, um, which was a tribute and dedication to the HBCUs. And, you know, I, I read a lot of good reviews um, on it. I only heard the, you know, her rendition. I, I do have an opinion on this. Okay, G- go ahead. Okay, so Beyonce's album is called Homecomings. Right. And she dropped her album, and it's all actually she she made an announcement that it was going to be on Netflix. Right. And Netflix picked it up, and uh, the album came out the same day, and just kind of like surprised everybody, like, oh my God, it's actually mm-hmm. she dropped it, it's out, you mm-hmm. know. And I did have a chance to see it over a, a period of like two days, and um, I have to say that I I have more respect for her as a person. I have more respect for her as a person of color as well mm. because of how she used her platform to bring African-American culture and history through entertainment. And it was executed flawlessly. Um, there is one one piece. And of course, like, why didn't I have this much to say about Kanye? Um, but there was one piece where she talked about the fact that Coachella wanted her to play in 2017, but she had just got pregnant with the twins. Oh, yeah. So yeah, she couldn't yeah. take that job. And um, this was probably about 100 or so days before Coachella um, 2018 happened. And she said when she gave birth to her babies, she was 218 pounds. And um, she didn't do meat, no meat, no cheese, no dairy, no, uh, no alcohol, no fish. Um, no no bread and she said and I'm hungry <laughs> but just watching her the process of her trying to get her body snatched back after a cesarean and uh, complications with one of the baby's heart and everything um, just watching all that happen and then her coming to the stage and then bringing allowing all of the the, 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 the singers and the dancers everybody had their own individual identity on yeah. stage and she's like bring that charisma bring that personality to the show mm-hmm. just it was amazing just yeah. to watch and see and I just uh, I mean, that's how you do it yeah. you know so since then um, of course you know people are, I've seen memes of people comparing oh Ariana Grande got 8 million and Beyonce only got 4 <laughs> right well Beyonce managed to pick up an additional 60 million dollar contract with Netflix to do 2 more Ooh. in addition she also is now streaming so her music's streaming yeah. on Netflix and everybody's watching it all yeah. over the whole world yeah. and everybody's streaming this album so the, yeah. the little four million dollars that she got yeah you know oh, yeah, yeah. there's there's no competition well I, I did I heard that too um, and they said but they said they both got the same amount yeah. over the course of both weekends so I think yeah, for, I, they got four million for each weekend or mm-hmm. whatever like that and I guess some people now, this I did feel, I feel like Ariana Grande is not the entertainer that Beyonce is. Yeah. I would have chopped hers in half. Yeah. I, to I me. think it was more of a negotiation thing. I think it was like, hey, because, you know, when you perform at Coachella, like any video perform, they get rights to all that if they pay you. So, mm-hmm. so for them to let her have her own show on Netflix without Coachella having hands in it, I mean, I, I think she probably was like, hey, give me my four million. You know, instead of giving me instead of eight, give me four, and then let me have my 
let me have oh, my uh, I got what show you're on Netflix. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely. So maybe for her, it was a power move anyway. Yeah, I, I believe that Beyonce. Well, I'm gonna say I believe. I know that Beyonce could sell out. Like if there was, if she was to go on tour, her her ticket number would be higher than Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. yeah, without question. You know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she has a um, broader audience, but Ariana Grande is getting there, though. I mean, and when she was there, she didn't have to have church service. <laughs> so petty. Um, Anderson Pac, yeah, released the album. Amazing. Have you heard it? Amazing. Uh, you know what? I can't stop listening to it. I it's, it, the album is called Ventura, and, I, and you know, a lot of people don't notice it, but he actually d- dropped a very bad album called Oxnard maybe six months ago. Why was it very yeah. bad? And mm. guess who it was produced by? Dr. Dre. Yeah. And so they both had agreed that they need to do a follow-up. So they, they went back to the studio, started working. They called on Brandy, yep. Jasmine Sullivan. Um, Pharrell even produced a track. Andre 3000 was on it. Andre. I, 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 you know what? It took, I listened to it the second time. I had to really listen to the lyrics and it blew me away. Like, if you just listening to it, yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. But I had, I had to let it register. Andre 3000 is on this song. Right. So when I. The number, the first track. The very first yeah. track. Yeah. I heard it. It was dope. I heard that track again. But yesterday. Keith, what blows my mind about, uh, about uh, Anderson Pack is that he is a drummer. Yeah. And it's like, there's make no mistake about who is playing drums on that project. Yeah. And you can tell. And yeah. his. And you can feel it in his cadence as yeah. well when he, when he raps. rap, guitar. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big... I like the way he... I like his rapping. I'm not a big fan of it, but... And I appreciate it. And then also, Smokey Robinson had a song on there, and it was really dope. Like, I could hear, like, mature... Like, I could hear a trendy style out of Smokey. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was... I was very... very cur- it sounded really current, but, it, yeah. you know... Yeah. I mean, you yeah, knew it was It's called Smokey. Make It Better. I, you knew yeah. it was Smokey, Absolutely. but it, it was definitely... I guess my thing is like, how do you just say, you know, Smokey Robinson would sound great on this track. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, how do you, where do you get that, you know, I guess it just comes organically, but it's, you well, know, it's you a know, beautiful. He could have he wanted to always have him on, yeah. on some of his stuff, you know? Yeah, but um, so. I, I really enjoyed it. And you know, Layla Hathaway was on it. I think mm-hmm. that's my favorite song on the project. It's good. It's good. Yeah, the one with Layla Hathaway. That's that's my favorite um, project. So shouts out to Anderson Pack, and he also was at Coachella. He, um, he performed. I only seen one video clip on YouTube, um, but he he uh, he performed. I think two or three of the songs on there. And I th- I, he had a, a chick named Sonia Lee. She's really dope. Yeah, um, she has a really nice like. Yeah, go back if you will. Go back and do some research on her. No, I'm I'm from I oh, follow her familiar? on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so you've known she's been yeah, around yeah, for a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been a while. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm familiar. With. She has a um, yeah. She has a nice little dance hit. That's uh, yeah. She yeah. She's dope. She's dope. Okay. Um, last week, Aretha Franklin became the first female artist to receive a Pulitzer. The prestigious journalism and arts awards was recognized for her inevitable contribution to American music and culture for more than five decades. Franklin is one of the less than dozen musicians to receive the citation. Previous honorees include Rogers and the Hammersteins, George Gershwin, Duke Ellington, Thelonious Monk, John Coltrane, Bob Dylan, and most recently in 2010, Hank Williams. Last year, the Pulitzer, the Pulitzer Prize for music went to Kendrick Lamar for his 2017 album, Damn. It was a big moment for hip-hop, and that was um, reported by HotNewHipHop.com. Yeah, congratulations, Aretha. May you rest in peace. Rest in peace. 
And that will be it for Put This in Your Mouth really well. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to take a short break and come right back and interview our guest this week and hopefully get some exclusive music from him, none other than Mr. J. Mal. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Taste Test Live. I'm Damian Lamar with Blue Francois. MJ Baker. Yeah, and we're here with J Mel. I'm excited to have you here, man. Um, it's been long overdue. Welcome to Taste Test Live. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Thank yeah, you. glad you could be here. Oh, yeah. So um, let's just cut right to it. Okay. I don't usually ask questions of people, I don't send interview questions in advance. Okay. Um, you've been making music for a long time. A long time. I do know that much. <laughs> yeah. Outside of you growing up in Mississippi and being heavily rock influenced, what made you start here in Duval? Um, I wasn't supposed to be here. Um, I moved here to get away from a situation in Memphis that was probably going to put me in jail. So I decided to move here to uh, go to college, um, go to Full Sail. Maybe I should just get a degree in music or something like that. So uh, the class I wanted it was an uh, on-campus class, so that means I have to move to uh, Orlando and get an apartment and all that kind of stuff. I got accepted into the class, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't get an apartment because my record, I have felony and all this kind of stuff on my record, so oh, wow. I couldn't go. So uh, my mom <coughs> lived here, so I just came and just chilled at my mom's, and that's how I'm in Jacksonville. So we, we've been blessed because of that. Yeah, it's a complete mistake. That unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. And so, so we, I just had to make it work. So we got a chance to benefit from all of your wonderful talents Sweet. throughout the years. I've yeah. um, been watching you perform on the local scene as a guitarist, um, singing with several individuals, including MJ Baker. Oh, yeah. Um, why do you do it? Because I have no other option. <laughs> mm. That's passion. Yeah. It's either this or that's it. Oh, That's wow. it. You, it's, it's music or, or nothing else. I can't you. do anything else. Mm-hmm. I can't get a job. I can't get a house. I can't get a car. I can't. I can't do nothing. Can't. No. Like I just, can't. It's, it's not, That's just. There's just not options. No. I can't. Okay. I can't go to college because I couldn't get the apartment. I'm yeah, trying to tell you yeah. because of my record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't do anything if I don't make music. I don't eat. I haven't mm. eaten today. Well, we can make sure you eat. Nah, it's all right. I'm gangster. I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm trying um, to keep my high school figure in it. So that 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 <laughs> I, I I think that as an artist, because being an artist myself, a lot of that translates through the music. Yeah. Obviously, your personal experiences. Um, would you say that that affects the affects what your the output, like what you actually choose to put out? Uh, it used to. Um, now it's more so of a job. So. If somebody asks me to write an essay on birds, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I can do whatever now. So okay. it, I, my own personal music, um, 
Mm. I don't really reach the light of day a lot because um, everything nowadays is TD bopper, and mm. that's all they want to hear. And it's not going to make any money by putting um, real content out there. Except so. on Taste Test Radio. Oh, there we go. This is why we're here. <laughs> I'm probably practicing my uh, NPR voice anyway. Yeah, so. that was that was my that was my Taste Test Radio NPR so, voice. So, with you saying that, because I kind of want to circle back to the whole felon thing. So, because okay. we've had conversations about it, and I, you educated me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> what you were just saying about um, you know, music nowadays, not really the content aspect of it. I kind of agree and disagree, but is that why, like, some of your, um, I know some of your stuff is more, is like trap, like, it kind of transitioned to more of the trap. Yeah, like, so that's the immediate demographic right now uh, to sell music to uh, these young kids. That's what they like to hear. They don't want to hear content. They don't want to hear substance. Right. want to hear I don't know what, I don't like, know what they listen to but yeah. you know that's what they want to hear so I mean because I mean because I, I, <laughs> I gotta mean, make money or I'm gonna just be a, a humble musician all my life and be broke no right. I gotta make some money I'm trying to get a chick because care. that's really because that that's really wild to me because I know when you first you know came out on the scene your music was very thought provoking mm-hmm. and then the transition was kind of like it's still I mean some so of your what stuff happened is was, still I went all the way to the top with it right <laughs> I'm T-Pain's at my house he just chills like that you know um, and, and it got to a point to where they couldn't do anything with my music themselves necessarily. Like they, that wasn't the market that they're in. You know, they make strip club music and all this kind of stuff. Okay. So it ended up me just being a respected musician, friend, whatever he sees me, blah blah blah. You know who I am. But that made me think, like Jesus Christ, like you know, maybe um, it'd be a lot better to um, get in the door before mm-hmm. you try to change the game. Right. You, know, you got to play it before you. Yeah. You know, try to change the rules. So. <coughs> You know, um, remember, you know, uh, MGZ reminded me, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and I bumped into him. He was like, <laughs> he saw, you remember that we did something at City Hall? Yeah, Club? City Hall Pole. He took me every time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just so everybody know, before I met MJ, Jay Miles used to be my clutch person. Like, we would go do shows just to make a little quick cash. For real, for and real. <laughs> go get that bag. Endo Hey, it would be me, him, and seven. We had no format, no net. Just just made quick $40, $50. Oh, I, no. I, I just hey, let man. Blue talk, and next thing you know, we got checks. So, wow. <laughs> hey. I don't know how he does it. But. Hey. So I, oh, I forever have a, a love for him, and I respect everything he do. You know what I'm saying? Anybody... You know, so anyway, when I met when I talked to him, Jesus, he said he's, he he reminded me that the relationship that him and Jay like that they got, he was saying that he met him through me. He said he because he had said, "Blue man, you got an eye for talent. You need to be an A and R." And I was just laughing. I was just joking with him. He said, "You know, I, I met a lot of people through you." He said, "Like Jay Miles, he named some people." And I said, "Oh, that's right," because I remember when he saw Jay Miles play, MGZ caught messaged me. On Facebook, and then he called. He got somebody to get my number. He said, "Who was that guy who was playing the guitar? I need him." And I was like, "Oh, Jay Miles." And I think I told him. And then, and ever since then, and I saw, <laughs> now I started seeing Win. You know, him repping Win Lab, and then you know what I'm saying. So I, I appreciate him just being who he is because he didn't have to change who he is to fit into that atmosphere because they a whole different atmosphere. Right? Yeah, you know yeah what I'm definitely. Saying? Like, whole different atmosphere, and I and I'm glad that. They saw him for him, who he was, but you know, of course, his style is so broad. Because when I first, when I first, when he he was singing about Egyptology and, yeah. and not, you know, talking about, you know, 
you know, scientific, you know, just everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and quantum it was like, physics. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I used to be like, wow. Don't nobody like quantum physics, so I had to stop talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And so that's, my, that's my guilty pleasure, quantum mechanics. And philosophy. so when he was singing about it, very few people would catch it and be like, yo, this dude deep. But it'll be the, that that handful to kind of inspire him to keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We like in this R- Ariel's R&B jazz. Mm-hmm. They want to hear R&B and then at 11 o'clock they want to hear rap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? The culture <clears throat> at the time when he came out, it was just kind of like confusing for everybody. Everybody was like, because I'm, I'm up here trying to do Neo so you know, open mics. <laughs> and, and then we got him getting on the mic and doing like, like he doing uh, covers of like, uh, Maroon Five and people like <laughs> who is this guy? And it's kind of like, but he was always pushing the the you know he was always pushing the pen the envelope right mm-hmm. always. And this was like got to disrupt the system. And this was like ten years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when I first. Dang, it has been like ten years. Jesus twelve. Christ. Sorry. Yeah, about ten or twelve. Yeah. I Jesus. remember when I first saw James and he was playing like. You were like doing rock and roll and stuff like that, <laughs> and I was I mean, a you know he he's little Jimi Hendrix. Well, yeah. I mean, but what it was, it was encouraging to me because I had just kind of picked up the guitar and I was like, he's a black boy singing like rock, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. it's okay to like rock. Well, and I always as a kid, I loved it. Like I yeah. loved Joan Jett, I loved Heart, I loved oh, yeah. you know all you yeah. know. Fe- I know you know female rock rock was my thing so Mm. you know seeing him get up on stage and not be afraid and you know what I'm saying and he he did not look he didn't look like anybody and I mean when I say that it was like that's a good thing it was like who is this guy like what what is it about him so yeah so Jimi Hendrix did you grow up listening to Jimi Hendrix no at all no really I didn't grow up listening to nothing Mm. I still don't listen to music I just got Apple Music because people keep sending me reference tracks. So, so where does your music come from? Math and science, Math vibration and, science. and frequencies. Break it down. I want to manipulate the world around me through vibration and frequencies. Nothing is solid in the world. Everything is vibrating very rapidly. So I feel like if I can just tune to the right frequency, I can make some real change happen out here. And I do it on very small scales a lot right now. But um, in the future, when I'm I'm in the system. Then I'll start changing things. Yeah. Mm. So is it kind of yeah. like it's all a science experiment? I see. Yeah. So was it? It's kind of like um, what was it? Designer when he said um, he realized through studying that people really, when you use A B A B or something like mm. he was just he was like I guess that vibration of those two together of the certain vowels together mm-hmm. it was vowels so he was like when you take the consonants oh yeah out, I remember when he said that yeah, yeah and he was just like and he, he was like so that's why he repeat like he said so that's where Panda came from like and then he says it a certain way and it became like a number one hit because mm-hmm. he realized that that was the right frequency mm-hmm. and yeah. you know yeah. and it became a very popular wow. song mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it's very interesting yeah. wow mm-hmm. So talk about your your most recent album, um, which I I was a fan of when I when it when you first dropped it back in twenty seventeen, uh, Knowledge of Good and Evil. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, I guess that was my way of attempting to give babies a stake, and it was a failure to me because. Um, Although I do feel like, you know, people can do whatever they want. 
you still got to feed babies milk or else you're just going to mess up their stomachs. And you got to yeah. gradually just mm-hmm. build them into it before you just try to give them lobsters and stuff. I know a lot of um, black people do all kinds of crazy stuff, getting babies hot fries and stuff. But I don't think you're <laughs> supposed to do that. You know, but. Right. You're right. <laughs> Listen. But Zero I, nutrients at all. Not right. Nothing. I don't even know what that stuff is. But, um, yeah, so um, that was just a way of me trying to... Um, and I, I feel like I did succeed. And one thing, like you said, MGZ is like one of my close friends. But one thing that he always encouraged me, like T-Pain all those, like you got to understand that some people are just light years ahead of their time. Right. So that album, I think, is not for right now. It's actually for the future. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where things are going. So yeah. that's just my way of documenting. I mean, I kind of feel that way, too, about Lauryn Hill's uh, uh, MTV yeah. Unplugged. Oh, you know, it, of course, Miseducation sat out and was kind of strong. And then all of a sudden, this unplugged thing. And everybody's like, you know, she's she's weird. She's crazy. I, mm-hmm. We don't understand what she's saying. But go back and listen to it now. And you were like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Everything she was talking about in the album is actually happening right now in mm-hmm. our society. Mm-hmm. And she was light years ahead. Yeah. Almost 20 years. And that's just, you know, luck of the draw. Sometimes yeah. it's like that. But, you know, it's still cool. Um, I created that. Um, and I have more things like that. But like I said, for right now, I'm just working on um, creating things that's going to get in the door real quick. To mm-hmm. help to help control that frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make twerk music to get in the game and then just start dropping knowledge on Like, oh, man, where did this come from? Where yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did you bring anything from uh, that particular album to um, share with us? Actually, I brought two songs from that album. There is Don't Lie and There is Brighter Sundays. All mm-hmm. right. So uh, mm-hmm. set up Don't Lie for us. Set up. Set it up. Okay. Talk about it a little bit. Okay, so don't lie. Mm. I really have no philosophy behind it. Um, I was just freestyling. Uh, I think somebody probably made me mad that day. And you know how people just talk behind your back? Like, bro, just don't talk behind my back. Just say it to my face. Right. Yeah. I don't care. Like, people got everything they got to say about me. People call me whatever. I don't really care. You know, things roll off my shoulder. Yeah. But just don't lie to my face. That's all I care. Right, yeah. so Don't, don't well, be in my face next time being like, oh, hey, James. No, I know you was talking about me. But I'm just going to still be like, hey, even though I know. I know. I just don't say everything I know. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Right here on Taste Test Live. Here is Don't Lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. your mouth don't lie about it cause i'm not going nowhere else but up feel these words i'm saying nothing you can say will ever switch up my flow my flow all the he say and the she say and we all get away all the come up next to drama and we all just pray cause when you come around here mean everything that you see around here oh don't it feel real good knowing that you're never gonna change my Don't lie about it. If you see me around and hide your mouth, don't lie about it. 
too long. Oh, I bet you hate this song. Now you realize where you went wrong. Take a minute, think about it. Makes no sense just to hang around. When the vibe is gone, then it's strong. Makes more sense not to hang around. So everything you say, gonna make a square round. Karma don't play. Oh, so don't lie anyway. Cause karma don't play. If you don't like the way I walk around, don't lie about it. If you see me around, then hide your mouth. I'm saying you can say we'll have a switch up my flow. If you don't like the way I walk around, don't lie about it. If you see me around and hide your mouth, don't lie about it. Cause I'm not going nowhere else but up. Feel these words I'm saying. You can say we'll have a switch up my flow. If you don't like the way I walk around, don't lie about it. If you see me around and hide your mouth, don't lie about it. Cause I'm not going nowhere else but up. Feel these words I'm saying, nothing you can say will ever switch up my flow. Don't lie the way I walk around, don't lie about it. I'm just on the outside looking in, so. Yeah, how does that feel, being on the outside looking in? Mm. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's it's cool to not know everything. Sometimes it's cool to just live in ignorance. You know, I think that's the joy of life, not knowing. Because if we knew everything, it'd be boring. We already know what's going so, on. Right. That's yeah. true. That's true. So, I don't know. It, it kind of sucks standing out there. Sometimes I wish I was just in it. Like to see what the hype's about. Mm-hmm. But usually I'm just, I don't know. From a distance, well, there's a the quote, and I <laughs> like can't. Like you are now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just a, look at it like this. Just this quote where the wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's there's some wisdom in that. Mm. Uh, even when you die and you're gone, there's all this unburied potential that just goes in the ground. It's like you know, he had this in him, this, 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 this. That's why you have to live I mean, each day. That's another to the one of my um biggest motivators I never wanted to be that old guy who was like oh man you remember back in my day you know I used to do it like nah I don't know I don't want to be that guy right yeah. I do not want to be that guy so I just risk it all right now yeah. instead of getting old and being like you know uh, I used to they call me Sweetfoot Willie back in my day you know? <laughs> I could have <laughs> went all the way right. Sweetfoot Willie though I could have went to the top but well you know and I, drugs I think it's I don't know said but the drugs it's always the yeah, drugs yeah. it's a crack or something they have to blame it on something yeah, yeah, yeah they, they never blame it on themselves but like have you have you guys noticed that you know that our well some of our generation I think those of us who have kind of caught it are um where our parents may have kind of settled and said, mm-hmm. I have kids now, I have responsibilities now. And some of us are more so like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to die full. Mm-hmm. Like I am, when I leave this earth, I'm going to, I want to be emptied out. Yeah. Everything that, because th- there's a purpose where this is a shell, right? Mm-hmm. Full of all of this greatness and everybody needs to feel it and I feel like I'm hearing more and more people say I don't want to die and not have done anything you know or put my you know my foot down well I think we also have the time to do it back then they didn't like I remember my grandma she probably wanted to graduate high school but Mm -hmm. she had to take care of like 12 of us brothers and sisters <laughs> you yeah, know right. yeah. so she couldn't so now she just tells me like hey keep going just don't stop you know mm-hmm. yeah. but I guess because she may have wanted to you know maybe it was just something as simple as graduate high school and, right you know? 
Yeah. So what's next for you? I mean, I heard you mention that you were working on a project with uh, approximately 19 tracks, right? Oh, no. See, all right. So that's not mine. That's a client uh, that comes to the studio, um, one random client. He just needed 19 of his songs mixed. But me personally, I have about three albums in my phone right now. There's a live album. There's some some trapnessness, and there's a, like a, <laughs> um, a knowledge of good and evil part two kind of thing. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna release it. I just keep making more. Yeah, it's just I think what I, I want to know your thoughts too, especially since you're hesitant about putting this music out. Um, I've noticed in the last five, ten years that the music industry has changed from people putting full albums out mm -hmm. to putting singles out or, yeah. or EPs here and there Yeah, that sort of, you know, if you look at the whole year, oh man, they've dropped five singles and, you know, two EPs and that the whole thing, if you put it together, is one album. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I mean, are you open to sharing your music that way? I am, you know. Um, I'm just not going to release it without a, a plan. Okay, that's wise. No? Okay. Instead of just letting it go out there into the universe and just be dust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you you're looking at something when you say your plan. Are you looking at at it from more of a marketing perspective, mm -hmm. like really really yeah. pushing it and doing yeah. some PR? When I put it. something out next, the world's gonna know. Nice. I don't want to just put something out for Jacksonville to listen to. For okay. Well, I think the world will know now because this podcast goes everywhere, oh, all yeah. over the world. So, welcome. Hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two artists that done it. I loved it. I love oh, it. Sweet. I love it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite project that you um like like a favorite artist that you like working with? And I don't want you to alienate your other artists because I, I'm mm -hmm. a big fan of the project you did with um this chick named MJ ba ba Baker Baker Baker. Mm -hmm. MJ I, Baker? That just sounds uh pretty familiar. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but that uh that 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 album y'all did together? Oh yeah, that was sweet. That's a perfect example of light years away. Yeah. Um, feel something. Oh, yeah. I almost mm -hmm. forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why you do it. You like That's this. an amazing album. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. How'd you feel about it when y'all was putting it together a project? Oh, that was fun. It was just, you know, it's always fun to do something different in trap music. You know, I get tired of doing it, but that's my job. But, um, <laughs> but so it's always refreshing to just get a chance to do something different, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Wow. My favorite, I think my favorite working with James was Holiday Blues for the. Um, oh yeah, that was my. Oh yeah, I like that, that too. was yeah, yeah, that was really dope. That was that was a dope experience and just um, watching. She was about to cuss me out in the studio. I was because oh. she thought I was wasting time and then it took me two minutes to do it and now you no, got it took three hours left of unused studio time. <laughs> no, what it was, no, literally, it was like tell it like it I is. Said, I said, I said, I said, James, did you listen to? My, the sample I sing, you know, like I'm singing the song. And he's like, oh, no. Mm. Sing it again for me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? I'm paying for this time. And he is like, and then he got it. But then, you know, him and then him and Jeezy for the next like 45 oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, we got to make that thing roll. Yeah, it was like, it, but but what the cool part for me was like being the uh, the singer and not the composer, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So just to watch that, um, that the chemistry. intricacies yeah, yeah. and just, you know, see them come together and then, you know, da da da. Oh, MJ, sing it. Oh, sing it like this, you know. And then were you so, happy with the outcome? Oh, yeah, for sure. Was it better than like, what you originally envisioned? Yeah. Okay. And it, it really was. And I think... Um, you ain't got a lot of me. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> no, but you know, no, no, no. It it was, and I feel like um, too. I think one thing is like when you get to work with other people and you get to learn more. And one thing that experience taught me was um, working with him, Bishop, and Orlando, because to me they're all kind of like all have this artistic brain and it's like don't worry be happy we got it and I'm like okay it's five o'clock we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Still, uh, uh, you okay. know and they're all like uh. so it's like after the, I, I think I think the biggest lesson I learned was creativity is creativity and it is spiritual it is wind it is energy mm-hmm. and that you cannot put you cannot put a time on it meaning yeah you know you got to have order but at the same time leave leave room mm-hmm. absolutely you know yeah. and and just relax you know okay so yeah you know things happen the way they're supposed to happen when they're supposed to happen you can't just really force life that's like somebody trying to be in a relationship with you or just being around you all the time because they want to be in a relationship with you like bro move i don't want to be in a, so no matter how long you stay around me it's not going to work <laughs> so you know, you just gotta let I'm things sorry, flow. I'm sorry, making faces. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I something do, hit I, a nerve. I yes, no, I, just, <laughs> I understand. Now, I have a question. Um, okay. What is it like being a sex symbol? <laughs> Here she go, y'all. Why you gotta tell the world this? Look, okay, I'm gonna tell y'all the real. When we go on a roll, MJ pimps me out, y'all. <laughs> I pimp. I do. Oh, I feel the truth is coming out. Him yeah. in Orlando, yeah, she I does. them both out. Listen, because let me tell you something. Girls love him. He gets playing. I don't be doing nothing. No, man, look. I'm going to tell, tell, tell you why. That's how I be playing. He, no, he has this look on his face. You have a look on your face and you're playing guitar. No. Yeah. And all they see is the look on your face and the guitar. Listen. It's usually older white women. Let's try to risk it all. And so that, no, I'm not lying. Oh my god! Literally, I'm not lying. literally. We, What's her name? Pamela. I'm still on my phone. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Pamela could be anybody. Oh Jesus. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Listen. So let me tell god. you something, America. This guy, it's like literally, literally. This woman walks up to him and he, she's like, and he, he's thinking. He's single. He's thinking she's single. <laughs> and she's like, hey, hey, how you doing? Like like a little schoolgirl. Now, I know she's married because I just met her husband. Mm-hmm. Her husband just told me. And I'm like watching this conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what's happening? You know, da, da, da. And she's like, I really liked you, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. <laughs> she was going in. She would not leave me alone. She would not leave him alone if. Finally, we walked away. I said, dude, she was married. He's like, I just got her number. <laughs> I don't know what was up with that. That, that was, reminds me of when I was on a performance and this beautiful, she was gorgeous. She was from Jamaica, okay, but she lived in London, so she had an English accent. And oh, her, husband mm. was, her husband was English. She's a black Jamaican woman with an English accent who was married to a white, white guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm singing, and after the gig... She walks up to me, well, I actually was on break, and she says, I wish I had enough money to give everyone in the band, but I don't have enough to give them, so this is for you. Mm. And she puts it in my hand. Of course, I'm not going to be rude, and I just put it in my pocket. Yeah, that's right. what I do. And she says, and if you, you know, after, if it's over, come up to room 514. We're oh. there, you know. Mm. Weird. 
<laughs> I can't say the place because it'll kind of give right. it away. Right. But yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, St. Augustine. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, so, St. Augustine. Yeah, and, and I remember the room number, but I didn't go. You didn't go. And I, instead, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I got me some money so I can, you know, eat. Because the only thing that's open after like a four-hour gig and you, the gig's open over at, Taco, mid, at one Taco o'clock Bell? is, no, McDonald's was open. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And I got my little nuggets and, and, and got, <laughs> got on 95 and rolled I out. My nugget machine don't work. But guess how much she put in my hand? How much? She put five, no, six $20 bills in my hand. I had oh. $20. Wow. Oh. Six Girl, you ain't having enough to get a band? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You could have gave everybody $20. Yeah, yeah you did. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, Nobody's going to say the obvious. Everybody $20 and we would have screamed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. $20 an hour. They could have. Yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. Some people don't make $20 an hour. Yeah. Okay. But I was scared. But I know how it feels. I know how it is. I mean, you're the, you're the front man, or you you're this you know. I don't you. even be the front man. No, but you're you're the man. They not after James her. is like, but see, this is the thing. I know that if he's playing with me, the women will That's stick why she around. Keeps me. Will stick around. It's not because I'm good, America. <laughs> <laughs> the truth came. They're out. gonna linger till the very end, and um, you know, and I dig it. I have accepted it. I mean, listen to his voice. Oh, this is my ASMR voice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How you doing, America? <laughs> You're not listening to J Mao. So, J Mao, well, this, this, this has been This has been great. Um, <laughs> please do yourself a favor. Go listen to his album, even though he thinks it's not like please, really great. It's amazing. I don't think I'm ever going to like anything I make. So, And that's okay. We uh, like it. Yeah, I like the next thing I'm going to make. Okay. That's my favorite song, the next one. The next one? Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is, though. No, um, it's usually just whatever comes out my mouth. Gotcha. <laughs> you, and you don't have I'm a formula. Like, what? You, <laughs> you don't have a formula or anything. Like, no, nah, nah. I just turn the mic on and start saying and freestyle. Stuff. Yeah. No, so are so are you? I know we get ready to wrap this up, but so so you know how they say you know like Biggie Smalls and Lil Wayne. They say they just tell them to turn on the beat and they go in the yeah. go in the booth and they just start spitting. Yeah, so that's what I started doing. I stopped writing because I feel like writing was stopping my real thoughts, my true stuff. I was trying to formulate everything. Yeah, you know, make people think a certain way. No, if I just say what's on my heart, you're going to get it just like that. Yeah, mm. that's good. That's so good. I just mm. say stuff, you know, and then there it is. So do you rap? I mean, yes, I do. Yeah, okay. he so does. That, that explains it. Stuff. Yeah, I'm a rapper now. You see my rapper chain? Mm-hmm. I, see, I see the onk. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, so gotta have the onk. why do you like onk so much? That's the um, last question. Hmm. Um, actually, that started way in my past. And so what brought me outside of my normal traditional way of thinking is when I moved to Memphis and I met uh, this chick. Her family was super hotel kind of thing. And I never knew anything about that, you know. So that's what brought it into it. And so that was like my first initial way to get outside of my traditional he way said, of thinking. super hotel. Yeah, you know, uh, stay woke, all that. Yeah. Um, alkaline <laughs> queen. Okay. Uh, nothing, I don't know. I mean, nothing wrong with that. You got to say a bunch of woke words and that's what they like. You know what? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's like she was completely melanated. Born in my Nubian queen. That's what they like. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop playing with y'all. Wow. I'm working on my stand-up, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, apparent, and apparently she made a difference because he's still onked out. Yeah. <laughs> right? <out>. Right. <laughs> no, so she Jackson did. Nah, she's out. like one of the loves of my life. She knows she is. Yeah, so, I had yeah. one too. Yeah, so. Just wanted to breathe the air in. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't talk to her no more. She made me mad, so. Mm-hmm. But, but you think about her. 
I mean, she ain't got to all that. Jeez, why you put my business in the street? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jay Mao, the sex symbol. Oh, my God. All we have to know is that don't don't lie to him, though, because he'll know. Glad I'm not married. Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know I Don't know. lie. No, I know. Well, this I is this it. has been great. I really appreciate you for dropping by oh, yeah. um, and sharing some music with us and uh, talking to us. I can't wait to hear more. Oh, yeah. I would love an opportunity to play with you on stage. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and, and maybe you can you can do some writing for me. Hey, oh, you know, I don't be, write, but be dope. yeah, yeah or, we're producing. I mean, yeah. You know. Oh, you know, I'm I can produce two point five seconds right now. Okay, so um, but let, yeah, I'm let, let's chop down. it up after yeah. this. Yeah, okay, let's do it. I'm heading to the studio after this. Actually, all right, I got a ten to one a.m. All right, cool. All right, so that'll do it for us with uh, J Mal right here on Taste Test Live. We're gonna have t- a taste. Taste Test hasn't launched a full sponsor program. Our podcast is mainly funded by its hosts and listeners like you. If you like Taste Test and want us to keep the music digestion sessions going every week, click the Become a Patriot link on our website at www.tastetest.live and you too can sign up and get some exclusive bonus content, behind the scenes footage, and more supporter-only content.